Hello and welcome to Talkie Talk, the podcast for the MediaBrass.com. Joining me today is TJ. Yo! We broke the quarantine to be here for yeah, you. we're together. We're touching faces. <laughs> I can't stop putting TJ's fingers in my mouth. <laughs> so, yeah, everything's normal. Yeah, they said don't put your own fingers in your mouth, so I figured it was fine if I had put TJ's fingers in my mouth. Yeah. I don't wash my hands. <laughs> yeah. So, we are recording this to bring you some regular... Scheduled regularly scheduled uh, podcasting. Um, not that there's like millions of people clamoring for this, but uh, for the dozen or so of you clamoring for this, <laughs> here it is. Yeah, here's my plan: is that uh, all podcasts stop recording <laughs> and we're NPR. <laughs> it's like someone's checking like a number station and they're like, "What is this signal?" And it's our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um. But yeah, so we just wanted to talk about some of the things we've been watching. Uh, lists that probably should be a lot longer, um, based on uh, how often and how much I've been working from home. I know you've been working from home too. Yeah. Um, but both of us have had a lot of work. It turns out uh, places of employment don't really care if uh, there's a global pandemic. There's still work that needs to be done. Yes. So, TJ, with all of that said... Do you want to hit me with some highlights of what you've been watching this week? Sure. I watched two 2020 movies, both cool. Netflix originals, because I've been working from home. <laughs> what are you talking about? Good time to watch all those shitty Netflix originals and hope that one of them are good. Cool. Um, neither one of them are good. <laughs> uh, I watched Lost Girls. Lost Girls, okay. It is a uh, true story about a, a never-caught Long Island serial killer uh, who's... Uh, they found a bunch of girls in like a marsh, like 15 girls uh, in a marsh in the 90s. And uh, it's uh, like true story. Amy Ryan plays a lead. She's nominated for an Oscar. I can't remember for what, but she played Holly Flax in the office, Michael's wife. Okay, yeah. And uh, Thomas and McKenzie plays Sweet. her daughter. Uh, and there's another daughter that she gave up when she was uh, like five or six uh, who ended up being a prostitute and who ended up going missing in the marsh in Long Island. Huh. And she was a big reason why the New York City cops uh, figured out everything and uh, at least had an investigation, although they never caught a uh, killer. It's real sad and not that good and not that entertaining. Huh. That's a that's a bummer when something that's so serious is not very good, because then what is it? Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Sadly. Uh, Amy Ryan was fine in it. Thomas and McKenzie was fine in it, but there's just... Gabriel Byrne plays the like lead detective. Okay, and uh, I can't remember his name, but the all-state guy who plays Mayhem plays the other. Detective. Oh, okay, the guy who most people know as Duffy from uh, Thirty Rock. Yes, or probably most people know him as Mayhem now. But right, um, but yeah, I wouldn't watch it. I gave it two and a half stars. It's not watch list worthy. Uh, I would recommend you watch this other movie I watched. Okay, that's your cue for me to write down what time you're saying this. Even though I only gave this movie one star. (laughs) Uh, Spencer Confidential. Spencer Confidential, okay. currently the most watched movie on Netflix. People are sad and lonely right now. It's a Mark Wahlberg action movie. I don't know, there's a meme that's going around. It says like... Mark (laughs) Wahlberg. That meme? No, a meme that's just him sprinting in in the movie where he plays a sniper. Oh, Sniper? is that what it's called? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, Shooter. Shooter. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the meme was like, a uh, movie set in Boston about corrupt cops, and then Mark Wahlberg, and then it's like him running. Oh, yeah, yeah, set. yeah. Because um, that's what this movie is. It's a movie okay. about corrupt cops in Boston. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, Winston Duke, and Alan Arkin are the main leads. 
Um, and Bokeem Woodbine, do you know who that is? I know the name Bokeem Woodbine. Yes. Okay. Uh, he's you. the guy who's like an old friend of Bart Wahlberg's in the beginning, but also in a movie where you're trying to figure out who the bad guy is. <laughs> but you shouldn't cast Bokeem Woodbine in that role. Yeah. The guy who looks like a more evil version of Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's the bad guy. <laughs> Bart Wahlberg has to beat his ass. Yeah. Um, the movie's fucking bizarre. I don't understand what it's trying to do. Some of it's supposed to be funny, obviously. Uh, but All right. his like his wife is played by uh, comedian. You know her name. It's uh, Eliza Schlesinger. Eliza Scherzinger, Yeah, plays his wife, and at the end, she says that she wants him to take him out for lobster. And then, in big like fonts, it just slams on the screen like with a noise. Dum, and it just says lobster, <laughs> spelled with an a h at the end. <laughs> so I don't know what the movie's trying to do. Winston Duke's not particularly good in it. Oh. Mark Wahlberg's not particularly good in it. Well, then it's, it's it's just real weird. But it's also got moments where it's like he's got the bad guy with a gun to his head, and he's like, "You're going to jail." And he's got handcuffs, and then he's like, "You know what?" And he breaks his gun apart and throws the handcuffs away, and he's just like, "Let's fight!" <laughs> and they just fight for no fucking reason. I mean, Mark Wahlberg beats his ass, cause, of course. Nice. Well, um, Ke- Kelly and I are on a steady rotation of she picks a movie, I pick a movie mm-hmm. for in the past. You know, we have been self-quarantining for a little longer than has been mandatory for most people, so we've watched a bunch of stuff, and that might be in my rotation. It should be. It's <laughs> it's horrible and fucking weird. Spencer Confidential is a terrible title for anything. Yeah, his name is Spencer. I would figure. But it still doesn't make sense. <laughs> how how much better would it be if his name wasn't Spencer, but his name was Confidential? His name was just like Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I watched a couple other movies. You've seen this one. It's the oldest movie I watched since we last spoke. 2016's Train to Busan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, feel like this is a movie you would have recommended to me at some point, even though it wasn't amazing. Yeah. So I think I think the reason why I didn't talk about it on the podcast or recommend it is I believe I watched like 80 minutes of it and not the last like five minutes of it. You watched the best parts of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's them like dealing with the social problems of the, sorry, so the, the, the story of the movie is there is a zombie outbreak and there are people on a passenger train to Busan in South Korea. Right. And so if you don't know like the geography of South Korea, which I didn't, I had to look it up. Seoul is like where Seattle is in South Korea and Busan is where Atlanta is. So yeah. it's like a cross-country train ride for them. Yeah. And uh, there's, like, word get, word around on, like, the radios that Busan is, like, the safest place to be. Yeah. Um, the filmmaking is fucking awesome in the beginning of the movie. Like, the shit that's going on in the background. Yeah. And, like, the speed of the zombies is real cool. Um, but there's, like, a there ends up being a big bad who's a human. Like, that route just yeah. kind of re, you know, like, overkill at times. Uh, and it kind of loses its luster at the end. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, the, the coolest part's about... Zombie movies, to me at least, are not like the zombies, but it's like the social problems that we all encounter when faced with an outbreak that's unexpected. Right. Um, I don't know if you watched this on purpose for its relevance. <laughs> no, I was looking for, you know, my life. I was looking for horror movies like yeah. streaming that were reviewed well, and some people call this the best zombie movie of all time. So. Which I can see, because there's yeah. no great zombie movies, in, in my opinion. I mean, there are iconic ones. Yeah. But. Whoa. What would you think about 28 Days Later? I mean, it's on my is list it? again, because this guy was like, it's the only one that rivals it. And I want to okay. see it again, because I, I saw it in the theater, and I haven't seen it 
of sense. Okay, Kelly and I have been watching a lot of Love Island, and they use a lot of the music from it because it's, like, really great and atmospheric. Oh, but nice. it's, like, really weird in Love Island because yeah. it's, like, I think this is when Brandon Gleason's character dies. <laughs> what is, that? is he the one who gets eyeballed with blood? Yeah. That's a cool scene. Yeah. Uh, cool. Did you watch anything else? Yeah, I watched a couple of more movies I'll just touch on real quick. I uh, got around to watching Terminator Dark Fate. Because cool. uh, the reviews were good last year when the movie came out. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm not the biggest Terminator fan, although looking at Letterboxd scores, I liked it better than the average, I think. No, I gave it two and a half stars, and it's got 2.9 average on Letterboxd. Um, not that good. I don't really understand the plot. I don't understand how robots age. <laughs> so maybe that's a problem that I need to deal with. I really love Mackenzie Davis and like everything. Yeah, and She was fine, but she wasn't great uh, Linda Hamilton is not a good actress okay brought her back yeah I could see that <laughs> yeah I don't know I mean Arnold Schwarzenegger looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger which is literally all you need to do in that role right um, <clears throat> don't watch it I would say even though the reviews were pretty good okay uh, and then I watched one more movie that you watched yeah this is how you segue um, and then you talk about it <laughs> that's how segues work yeah uh, we both watched Jumanji The Next Level yeah. Which we both called Jumanji 3. It bothered me the first time someone did that. And I was like, wait, actually that works. Yeah, because the first one also, I mean, definitely happens in the same universe. Right. Uh, but the third one is, you know, right now like really happens in the same universe. Yeah. Um, did you recognize Nora at the end? Did I recognize Nora? Yeah. No. The owner of the restaurant is the... Oh, is the little girl. No. No. It's the mom. Who is going to go skiing. The mom of the two kids in the first one. Okay, yeah, I didn't catch that. Yeah. All right, well. So, fully in the same universe. And it looks like there's going to be a Jumanji 4. No, yeah, and it, and it looks like it is going to be the most faithful sequel. Because it has... The moment that like Danny DeVito did the smolder outside of the game, I was like, oh, something's going on. Yeah. And then like later on they show like, the ostriches. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm in. This one was, and I don't know how, how you felt about it. Not as good as the, um, what's it called? Welcome to the Jungle. Welcome to the Jungle. Not as good as Welcome to the Jungle, but really good. Yeah. And a lot of fun. Yeah. I got, and Kelly too, I got a little tired of the age jokes. I thought that, that some of them were funny, and like, uh, and, and the ones where they weren't strictly about, like, how old uh, the Danny Glover and uh, how old Eddie and Milo are. Yeah. I feel like some of those where they didn't do just straight, like, oh, I'm old, and now I can move, like... It was way funnier when they made fun of their personalities. Right. That's what I thought was so funny. Like, yeah. the slow-talking Kevin Hart Yes. Hilarious. Yeah, that was yeah. really funny. And then when he goes, like, am I a bad person to be the zoologist because I talk slow, and everyone's like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought uh, The Rock was awesome as... Danny DeVito's character. Yeah. Uh, is where Jack Black, I think, stole the first movie. Yep. And Karen Gillan a little bit. Um, Gillum. Uh, I think Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart stole this one. Yeah. Um, they were great. It's a great cast. The four of them are great. Yeah. Together. Um, I loved uh, Jack Black as Bethany in the first movie. Yes. So seeing Jack Black as uh, Fridge. Yeah. Fridge, right? Yeah. Uh, he did a good job. He did a good job, but it's it, just not as funny. Yeah, there's not as much space for him to play in that. And yeah. also, like, when he... I don't know, it felt a little blackface to me. And I know it, that it's it not. Was. But, yeah. like, it... Yeah. 
and I know that like this this movie's not really like running up against a bunch of criticism about it. No, but like, and they played it safe with the first one, so I feel like everybody's kind of yeah, you know what I mean. But you know, it's because of that I didn't like dock at points, but it it, it made uh, made Jack Black's performance more of an impression and less of an embodiment to me. Yeah, and it's just like I don't know, didn't didn't love it as much, but I also then we both gave it three and a half stars. Yeah. Um, I rewatched Welcome to the Jungle one night this week. It was, uh, he was so great as Bethany. Him peeing in that scene, I was laughing again. Yeah. When he says it's got a handle, I just love it. <laughs> love it so much. Yeah. I, I did like Aquafina playing Danny DeVito because Aquafina already sounds a little bit like Danny DeVito. <laughs> it's true. Um, I, I was just really pleased because Kelly knew nothing about this movie going into it. So, like, she didn't know that. There's a change-up. There's a change-up yeah. that, you know, they were getting pulled in the movie. She just had blinders on to trailers. Didn't know that Aquafina was in it. Didn't know that uh, Nick Jonas... Was back. Is was back, yeah. yeah. I didn't know Aquafina was in it either. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, in a cute story still. They, they're doing the wholesome thing good. Yeah. Um, Rory McCann is the bad guy. is always great. Yeah. And then they tried to deal with some, like, darker shit in the beginning in the real world. Right. With like some depression stuff that didn't really hit home. Yeah. Um, but it went bad. Yeah. I mean, that's not really the story that they told well the first time was all the real world stuff. Like, you know, all of, yeah. uh, I forget the real redhead's name, uh, but all of her insecurities in Ruby Roundhouse yeah. were like more played as jokes in the first movie. Right. But were kind of their like emotional push. Whereas yeah. this time their emotional push was like a really serious topic. And I don't know. Yeah. Not not really their avenue to explore expertly, no. I don't think. But worth it. I mean, definitely the Welcome to the Jungle and this one are two of the best video game movies, I would say, that have ever been made. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's Detective Pikachu out there. That's the high bar. Yeah. Uh, I, I probably have the... I probably have Welcome to the Jungle higher, but they're close. I really like Detective Pikachu a lot. Yeah. What'd you watch? Okay. So, I, I mentioned that Kelly and I have been on a rotation, so... She had me watch two movies that I'll touch on briefly because I feel like this is retreading ground that I got, there are going to be established opinions about these two that I'm not going to change anyone's mind. Uh, but two of Kelly's very favorite movies we watched, uh, and I'm going to hit them kind of both in one. Uh, I watched Cabaret. Love Cabaret. And I watched The Princess Bride. Love The Princess Bride. <laughs> so, you know... I didn't love either. I don't think that The Princess Bride hit me when I should have watched it to love it today. Yeah, a lot of reason I would say I love it now is nostalgia reasons. So Yeah, I mean, if I, I, I told Kelly this last night. If I put someone in front of Hook today and they were like, why do you love this movie? It'd be like, yeah. you know, that's yeah. just my special attachment to it. Right. And, you know, Cabaret, I'm not the biggest musicals guy, so... I figured uh, you would like that one a little more than not just because it's a little crazy. Yeah, I appreciate. I mean, I I honestly didn't know anything about it except I knew that it was it happened during the rise of the Third Reich in Germany. Yeah, and that's all I knew about it. So like the, uh, you know, I was surprised that uh, that Basil uh, was like an openly gay character in yeah. a movie from like the late sixties, late seventies. Yeah, I mean, in a play, ten years prior to that. Yeah. yeah, and like this is Academy Award Best Picture winner, mm-hmm. and that's just oh, it's really progressive. And I could see like a lot of like the more like now cliche, but then really innovative seventies filmmaking with like 
the kind of bizarre dream sequences and flashbacks with like the host, yeah, like kind of appearing on screen just to kind of like nudge the uh, like the, the tone a little, right? Um, and also, I mean, obviously, like the the cuts back to the Kit Kat Club, yeah, were uh, a lot of fun because. I don't think that you're supposed to assume that those are happening to like a live audience. That's just kind of like part of the the like a narrative device. Yeah, we uh, do that with like Chicago too. That happens in musicals. Um, I don't think it won Best Picture actually, but I do think they both won Liza Minnelli and Joel Gray. Okay, um, but they're both great. Yeah, it's one of my favorite opening numbers in a musical ever. The Bill Cummins. Yeah, really clever songwriting there. <laughs> my, my rule to Kelly for the Princess Bride and Cabaret was Cabaret. I will watch this movie with you. You are not allowed to sing. Like, I want to watch the movie. And Princess Bride, you are not allowed to quote things or tell me I love this scene before it happens. <laughs> nice. And good, so, good rules. So, so far during the quarantine, we are still married. Then, I had some, uh, you know, a perfect thing for me to watch when I'm working is stand-up. So, I kind of burned through a couple of stand-up specials. Uh, I'm not going to go through all of them, but I'm going to talk about uh, the newest one, the biggest profile one, uh, which is Mark Barron has a special out on Netflix called End Times Fun. Yeah. Uh, where, where we sat down, I got a text from Al, uh, who asked if I'd watched it yet. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think it came out on Friday, so <laughs> don't feel like you've missed the boat on that one. Uh, it'll almost definitely be in the title of this episode. Um but yeah, it's pretty good. If you like Mark Maron's kind of like self-loathing, depressed shtick, um, it's that. And he's also in Spencer Confidential, by the way. <laughs> oh, awesome. Uh, he has a really funny ending bit that is very George Carlin, uh, which is like this like long narrative. Yeah. Um, and it's it's the kind of stand-up where like if you're not a huge fan of stand-up, you might like this because it's just kind of like a an intelligent guy's musings about the world and how it works today, but not from a condescending viewpoint, but just from kind of a, it's always been fucked. People are just now realizing it's fucked, but it still kind of ends on like not a dour note. Right. Um, which I feel like some of Carlin's stuff would. Sure. Um, but I really like it. I recommend it, especially if you're like a Bill Hicks or George, George Carlin fan. Yeah. It's great. I mean, he's, he's, I think standing among the giants with that. Nice. Um, I just think he's a really interesting uh, kind of muser, if he that's is a word. Super interesting. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to shout out, I watched Taylor Tomlinson's new special. She's like a young woman, up and coming comedian who's like kind of like get it, like nailing all the chances she gets. Totally watch her special, Quarter Life Crisis. Okay. It's really funny. Nice. Um, but the other thing I watched that I really want to highlight is I watched, uh, I believe, Pete Davidson's first starring role yeah, in saw, a major motion film. I did not know about this movie until I saw it on your letterbox. Yeah. I So I watched Big Time Adolescence on Hulu, produced by Hulu. Um, I honestly got this confused. I thought that this was the movie King of Staten Island. When we turned it on. Right. Because I told Kelly, I was like, oh, Pete Davidson is in a movie that's kind of about himself. Um, and there's a lot of talk about it. It's like, it's supposed to be really good. And it's not that movie, but it's also really good. Um, Pete Davidson uh, is dating this girl in his hometown. And she's got a little brother and uh, like babysits for him when the parents are away. And Pete Davidson's character Zeke comes over. 
And then when they break up, Zeke and the main character's sister, uh, Zeke still hangs out with like the little kid, even though he's like nine. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of like time lapses forward to like now he's a senior in high school or a freshman in high school, whatever. Uh, he's a senior in high school, and Zeke is still like hanging out with him. But okay. now Zeke's like still in his hometown, like pretty much like functionally unemployed. Like, just, like, smokes a lot of weed, drinks a lot, and is just, like, a bad influence on this kid. But this kid loves him because he's, like, an older brother. Yeah. Um, but it's really good. Um, I guess th- it this originally came out came out for the purposes of, like, you know, most websites back in 2019 on the festival circuit. Uh-huh. Um, so it's, it's, like, strangely also about Pete Davidson's current life. Right. Um, but <laughs> you can, I could tell finally that something was up. When I realized that he only had one tattoo on his chest and not like his chest completely tattooed, um, which he basically had done in like a four month period. Yeah. Um, but it's really good. Pete Davidson is really good. He plays the shithead really well. <coughs> He's got like kind of, you know, his character from SNL, Chad. Yeah. He's got like some moments where he plays like Chad, like especially when dealing with like authority types, they'll be like, you know, you're a bad influence on my kid. And he's just like, okay. Like, that kind of stuff. Right, yeah. Um, right. But it's really funny. Uh, John Cryer, uh, surprisingly, in this movie, nice. is really good as the kid's dad. Um, but he's, like, unrecognizable. Like, completely bald, shaved head, like a big goatee. It's just, like, not a John Cryer that not I've seen. Not two and a half been John Cryer? Yeah. <laughs> um, but really good. Would definitely recommend it. I gave it four stars. I think I was being hard on it. I think I might give it four and a half on a good day. Nice. Um, but there are no good days left. <laughs> yeah. All, my quote all the time has been, all ends are weekends. <laughs> I was on the phone with someone today for work. We were talking about, like, the toilet paper shortage. And someone was like, oh, well, I bought a bidet. And someone was like, if it gets bad enough, I'm just going to take the garden hose outside and to, to wash myself off. <laughs> and, you know, everyone laughed because this was a business phone call. <laughs> <laughs> and then my thought is just like, I guess, like, whatever works on the apocalypse, like, you know, handle your shit however. Although, literally. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I do like that this guy's going to go outside with a hose. Like, you're probably shitting next to a shower. It's like <laughs> a, a hose made for that. <laughs> he, he just, like, goes from his bathroom with his pants still around his ankle, waddles out to his, like, spigot outside his house, flips it on. Yeah. Uh, people. But, anyway, speaking of the end times. Speaking of bidets. I think now it's time for uh, a little bit of news. Yeah, we're, uh, we'll are we'll skip reality around it this week. Not a lot of happened with Survivor. Yeah, and we're right now talking on Wednesday at Survivor time, so we haven't seen tonight's episode. It's Tuesday. Oh, it's Tuesday. It doesn't matter. It's a day. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, but so no reality roundup this week, uh, but we'll get you caught up on two episodes and usually the merge it's not the merge yet never mind I thought there was a two hour episode coming up soon but it's yeah. a couple weeks off there's a two people going home this week right but right. it's not two hour double episode. tribal yeah um, well now I feel like I have to fucking timestamp that nah we're, we're getting we're getting moving on news uh, movie theaters and, 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 and studios are doing shit yeah uh, which is pretty cool AMC yeah. and Regal have closed down yes um not permanently, which is what their Twitter feed looked like. Uh, I was on hold with them for four hours today, trying to suspend. Oh, the uh, A list. Yeah, 
and uh, which is fine. I'm gonna hold four hours. Just plug my phone in and left it there. Right. Uh, but uh, like three and a half, four hours in, they tweeted out like we've automatically put all a list on hold. And I was like, God damn it. Maybe it was your call that did it though. I didn't even talk to anybody. <laughs> Could have been my call. <laughs> they saw the number coming in. And <laughs> no, like, it's the one guy. A list. This is the only guy in DeKalb County on A list. <laughs> yeah. Um, but a lot of studios, mainly Universal, are uh, going VOD. Yeah. A lot of their huge releases. Uh, the biggest one of which, good movie wise, The Invisible Man's coming out Friday. Yeah. Two days from uh, when we were publishing this. Uh, it's a five star movie for me. It was great. Cast loved it. Um, I highly recommend everybody take some time and watch that this weekend. Money wise, though, they're putting Trolls World Tour, the sequel to Trolls, out. Uh, they're losing a lot of money with that. Yeah. Um, and that's crazy. So I'm going to watch it. I'm going to pretty much watch everything that they put out that looks somewhat interesting. I was going to watch Trolls anyway. Yes. Yeah. We've got. I ain't called them like fellow podcasters, <laughs> but they're like podcast kings, and our, we're like noobs, our peers. Yeah, the yeah. McElroys. So the McElroy brothers uh, have their long-awaited <laughs> appearance. I really, I, part of me hopes I got like edited out. <laughs> I uh, don't know it. Did you listen to the new, the last episode of the McElroy brothers? Will be in Trolls too. No, they do not get edited out. Okay, <laughs> they like edit a lot. I don't know. Okay, but uh, but Kelly listened to it. She told me to listen to it because uh, they saw the final cut of the movie and have confirmed which characters they are in nice. the movie. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and also a movie that we were going to go see last weekend and didn't The Hunt is getting a VOD release. Um, it's yeah. a big deal for Universal. And good for them. I think the movies are going to be 20 bucks to rent. Yeah. But I mean... Whatever. Yeah, families that are going to take six kids to go see Trolls World Tour yeah. are ecstatic about spending 20 bucks. I just realized how difficult of a title it is to say. Trolls World Tour. <laughs> when I saw your mouth do all those mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very hard. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, it's is this is also a different news story, but like, you know, I feel like Fast 9 really kind of went nuclear with their plan. They pushed their debut to April 2021, which is like, yeah. that feels like such a severe postponement. I mean, I get it. Postpone it, good. Like, you know. And this is also going to be in the top five or ten grossing movies of all what time. Are, yeah. Like, yeah. just because Fast and Furious movies do fucking bananas overseas well. and, and domestically. But I'm so happy to see that people are... Uh, you know, finding uh, an adaptation that works. I mean, there's there's a quote in this IndieWire story where there are producers saying that like this sounds like a great opportunity that isn't like exploitative for people. Like we want our movies to be seen. We want people to pay for them. So like, what can we do if carriers are going to be shut down? So here you and go. for people who stream illegally, they're way more likely to spend twenty bucks and get it legit than they are to go to a movie theater. Right. Um. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's other movies too. Fast Nine. There's a. They kind of started it, but like a Quiet Place Two is getting postponed indefinitely. Right. Um, there's a bunch of movies that are that are getting uh, put off. Yep. Do you have any other news? Uh, I don't really. Uh, but yeah, don't go to the movies if your local one is open. Um, and hopefully, when this all done, did you know we're getting the Alamo Draft House? Really? Yeah, out in Tucker. Oh, neat. Yeah. 
Uh, Alamo Draft House, if you've never been to one uh, based out of Texas, obviously, uh, but they are like notorious for throwing people out who are louder on their phones. <laughs> yeah, they have really strict rules. <laughs> yeah. um, but also, since we haven't recorded one in a while, uh, you know, it's been bigger headlines, but the new 007 movie got delayed. I'm just seeing now for the first time that Mulan's getting delayed. Um, it got delayed. That was released in the same uh, PR as Disney closing. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, you've probably heard also by now uh, Tom Hanks and his wife uh, are, were diagnosed with coronavirus. Uh, apparently, they're feeling better. So, yeah. Yeah. They're still in Australia. Yeah. Quarantining themselves. Yeah. And uh, I don't need to keep scrolling down for more stuff. Um, <laughs> Read that one. Well, this headline rules on uh, Hollywood Reporter. It says Jared Leto emerges from 12 day meditation retreat to find, quote, mind blowing coronavirus pandemic. He said that he had been totally isolated for more than a week. Holy shit. Did you watch that episode of Black Bear where uh, the what, Mark Zuckerberg type is like in a cabin in the desert? Uh, it was in the last yeah. season of Black no, Bear. No, I didn't. Uh, I think it's Toe for Grace plays the Mark Zuckerberg type and he's uh, essentially somebody takes a hostage and wants to talk to him on a phone and he's doing that kind of bullshit. Okay. Self-meditating in the desert by himself for a week. Um, But yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, good luck to Jared Leto. I'm guessing he was practicing social distancing before anyone knew. Before it was cool. Yeah. Because he knew that fucking movie was going to be so bad. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Mobius? Morbius? Morbius. It's called Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> Mor- Trolls War Tour. Trolls War Tour. War Tour. And this is the part of the show where we normally tell you what to go to theaters to watch, but don't. Rent the Invisible Man at home. Watch it. It's amazing. Yeah, I'll second that. Or watch um, uh, the other movies. Spencer Confidential. <laughs> <laughs> no, watch Big Time Adolescence if you want more of a, a small slice of life thing. What did you recommend? Oh, that's also pretty small. Anyway, watch one of these movies that are on demand. Uh, they're all good. All of our recommendations are sound, except for Spencer Confidential. The one-star movie that you should watch. Uh, but I think that's going to do it for us. Wow, we did what we said we were going to do. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I almost wanted to end it right at 30 minutes. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, DJ, do the outro. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what the podcast. <laughs> So this has been Talking Talk, the podcast at MediaBias.com. You can find us on Facebook, on our groups. There's going to be a lot more activity on them. Uh, Man, we, we broke our comment record already. Yeah. See that TV thread? Yeah. Jesus. TV bias, games bias, movies bias. You can send us an email, TheMediaBias at gmail.com. Tweet at us at TheMediaBias. Give us a rating, since we're going to be the only podcast left in existence. Uh, five stars would be best. And but any rating is fine. Yeah, any rating is fine. <laughs> uh, even if it's just that, you suck. Um... Also, want to give a special thanks to the intro music by Willow Walkers and after to Boo Rifa. And uh, thanks, TJ, for breaking the quarantine for this. Yeah, man. I hope it's worth it for you. Totes. Bye. Bye. Kicking rocks down old dusty roads. Small town slowpokes long time ago. Kicking out records of all the things that I know All the things that I